Hello, everyone. On today's episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak, I have brought on some of my friends to talk about goal setting. I've got two boss ladies that's going to come and join me today. So without further ado, I have Miss Mahogany and Miss Jessica. Hello. Hey. Hi, y'all. So, I mean, you two ladies are just out there just doing the darn thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I mean, I just want to know, like, how do y'all do it? I mean, so we've got Miss Jessica, you out there advocating. You've got your own podcast, hosting, guest speaking and whatnot. And then Miss Mahogany, you up there like, you know, self-published author, got your own trucking company and things like, I mean, when I grow up, I want to be like y'all. <laughs> so how about that? So first off, Miss Jessica. Yes. Because you're also a teacher as well. So teaching and whatnot. Well, first off, what age group do you teach? So um, I'm currently doing three-year-olds. Um, so a very fun age. <laughs> but yes, I'm with the three-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. Now, I can relate because I used to teach the three-year-olds. Really? Okay. Yes. So you already know. You already, you yes. already know. <laughs> yes, I know how it is. That that's Well, that's my sweet spot. I like the three-year-olds. Three and four-year-olds. Because yeah. that's when they start having that aha moment. You teach them how to read and stuff. Exactly. It's like yes. they're putting everything together. It's like, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That was my sweet spot. Okay. All right. So you're an advocate as well. What type of advocate are you? So I'm a youth advocate, anything regarding children. Um, I mentor children. I work with children who are in foster homes, um, juvenile detention centers, or if they've been incarcerated. Um, so anything that has to do with youth having a voice, uh, speaking up for themselves, um, a lot of times they don't know how to speak for themselves. And so it takes adults and other people in their life, you know, to kind of be an advocate for them and say, hey, like what they say, what they feel is important. Um, and just kind of trying to help shape the future generation um, the best way that I can. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you so much for that because we need more of that in the world. We yeah. really do. And then now Mahogany, you kind of tie in there just a little bit because didn't you write a book for children? Yes, I did. Yeah, called Somebody Always Loves You. Mm, see, look, look, look at us making connections right. and just connecting <laughs> the dots. Girl. See, <laughs> there we go. See, there we go. See, there you go, Jessica. There's another book to read to your classroom right yes. there. Okay. Awesome. All right. So tell us about your, your book, uh, Mahogany. So what inspired you to create this book? Yes. Yeah, so, um, well, for this one, it was it was literally kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing. Like, I kept thinking, like, um, I want to do a children's book. And then I always kind of touch on the topic of love anyway. You know, even with my previous books, or I always just you know, somehow love has kind of been a big thing to me. So I, you know, this one though, it was very, you know, lighthearted. It it came from a loving place. So I kind of like that about this book. And I wasn't in any pain when I wrote it, you know, so it just kind of came together. And, you know, mainly uh, the large part of it was the illustrations and, you know, the coloring and all of that good stuff that was put together. But it came, you know, from a place of love to let the youth know that they're always loved, no matter what, you know, wrong or right. So all of that. Okay. So how did you go about that? Did you do the illustrations yourself? Oh, no. Um, I had got back in touch with um, my publishers that helped me publish my previous book. 
And I told him I want to do a children's book. And um, actually, uh, Nikki Ortiz, that's her name. She's the illustrator of that book. She really put it together very well for me, actually. She brought the book to life, like, like oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I told her what I was looking for, I gave her the idea, and she literally brought the book to life. And it was amazing. So awesome. I was very appreciative of that. Yeah. Awesome. So did you have run into any like obstacles when you're completing this, this, this book? I mean, because you've got this vision that you want to put out there to the world. Now, everybody right. doesn't know what your vision is because everybody can't see inside Mahogany's head. So right. how, what steps did you take to try to achieve that particular goal? Well, for this one, um, because it was my third book, it wasn't, putting it together wasn't um, such an issue. So putting it together was actually the easier part. Like, you know, I typed it up and then I sent it over to them. And, you know, they put it together, you know, they fixed it to where I can upload it and all that good stuff. And she did illustrations to, you know, what I was looking for and the cover and, you know, all that good stuff. But um, I did have an issue with uploading it, though. Like, I tried to upload it. Like, it was, I put out a date to when it was supposed to be uploaded and I couldn't upload the book because um, it was, I was trying to upload it to Ingram and Ingram kept saying it was something wrong with the coloring of it, you know, and I had a hard time uploading it for like a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I thought I wasn't going to be able to upload the book. Wow. Now, Jessica, you're also a bit of a writer yourself because you, you got a blog, right? Yeah, I, I have a blog and a podcast, so I do a little bit of both. Okay, so what kind of thing of things do you write about on your blog? Um, really, my blog is just talking about the things that I've overcome in my life. Um, I use it to encourage other people. I talk about, um, I had gone through a divorce. So I talk about going through a divorce. Um, I talk about, um, I was struggling with fertility. So I, I talked about infertility um, and just things that come up, that happen along the way in our life. You know, kind of like what you said, when we have goals and these things that we want to do and then life happens. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have to, you kind of at that crossroad where it's like, do I continue to do what I know, what I feel like I'm being called to do, or do I let all these outside things stop my stop my vision? And so really the only reason I blogged is because I wanted to encourage other people to say, hey, like you're not the only one who has gone through something, but yet we can still chase after our goals and our vision and all of that stuff, regardless of the things that happen to us in our life. Oh, wow. Right. Now, Jessica, see, me and you could go on and on and on because I'm going to divorce. Okay. I used to teach the babies too. Um, I struggle with infertility myself. So, yeah, me and you, we could, I could have a whole nother conversation with you. Okay. But now, with the two of you, so both of you are writers in your own right. So, you've got a couple of published books, Mahogany. You've got your blog. So, you're also published in a sense, you know, online as well. So what obstacles do you find yourself facing when it comes to like sitting down, putting, you know, pen to paper or like key to, to, to the computer or whatnot? What obstacles do you find that you've come into? Um, for me, it's a lot of times it's sometimes it's content um, because as a blogger and a podcaster, you're always trying to think of things, the new, new things to talk about, ways to relate to different people. Um, and so for me, it's always trying to make sure I'm, I, I always want to share my story, but I want to do it in a way that inspires other people. So if I'm not in the right mindset, it's difficult to kind of sit down and write. 
because I'm just like, I don't want to be, you know, pushing out something that's super discouraging or right. anything right. and everybody. So not having that like writer's block um, to be able to make sure I can create good content and then sometimes getting it out um, because it can be difficult sometimes to get the exposure, even in, in the podcast world too. You know, you could be making great content but it's about, you know, who you know or who will share it or having people support you. And yeah. so that's also a difficult thing along the way. You know, a lot of times people will stop because they feel like they're not getting the exposure that they need when it may just not be the time yet. Mm, good point. Might not be the right time. Okay. All right. What about you, Mahogany? What obstacles have you come across? Well, actually, to caveat of what she just stated, you do when when you when it's not when you feel like it's not going where you wanted to go, then yeah, it kind of makes you back off of it. <laughs> like you kind of be like, well, I'm not wasting my time, kind of thing. You go through that phase. So I would say that you put a lot of energy into it, you know, because you're really passionate about it, and you know, it's just something that you want to do. And when I'm the kind of person when I'm kind of when I'm passionate about something, I just keep going, or I like I won't. You know, I won't stop. I'll just keep going until it's complete. That kind of thing. Oh, um, so you just you're you're just perseverance. Is <laughs> yeah, I kind of like I got to get it out. You know. Yes. <laughs> so okay. it could be it could be good and bad. You know, it has its moments <laughs> where it's like, all right. <laughs> wow! Wow! So, yeah. what inspired you to go ahead and start your own trucking company? Oh well. You know, I mean, I'm in the military, but I mean, I don't want to do that for 20 years. So I had to come up with something that was more, you know, that was lucrative. And I can also pass it down to, you know, generations. So it'll be, it'll build generational wealth. And okay. I can just, you know, live the life that I want to live. Basically financial freedom and the freedom to create my own time for myself and for my family. Or, you know, just because I feel like that luxury of being able to, to create your own time or work around your own time, mm -hmm. I think that's something that it's, you know, it's not, it doesn't come easy, of course. Wow. So how important is that for the two of you to be able to, when you're setting your goals, to be able to create room for you to basically have the free time for your extracurriculars? you know, your, your creative outlet and whatnot when you're setting your goals. Because when you're setting your goals, that requires a whole lot of work, you know. But the goal, you know, for, for me anyway, is I want to work hard so I can play harder. Right. <laughs> so yeah. how, how important is that for the two of you? Uh, for me, it's very important. It's the whole reason why I wanted to become an entrepreneur in the first place and why I wanted to create anything um, outside of it being my passion. I was tired of spending all of my time pouring into other people, but not pouring into myself. Mm. And I realized that though I love what I do as a teacher, I love pouring into youth and, and okay. encouraging them. That's not, if something were to happen to me, they would probably like say, oh, we're so sad to hear this. And then there would be somebody else in my position next week because ultimately it's a business. And right. so when I realized that it was like, you know, even with certain things when I was thinking about, you know, having children and it was like, well, you get, you know, four weeks off and, you know, that <laughs> kind of stuff where it was like, I want to be able to control my time and kind of like what you said, uh, Mahogany, about wanting to have something to leave behind. I can't leave behind my employment status for somebody else. 
Mm-hmm. And so though there is nothing wrong with having a job, you know, we all have right. or need them. Um, there's something beautiful about being able to create something that's actually yours and to have complete control over it so that you right. do have the time to say, hey, you know, I'm going to take a week off or, I'm, or somebody in my family's sick and I need to go see them right now. And I don't have time to ask if I could give you a two week notice to ask for two days off. Um, it's things like that, that like, though I'm still working, it fuels me because it, it makes me want to be able to get to the place so that when I do have my own children or when I have life circumstances happen, I'm not asking permission from somebody else to be able to, to live and to, to be in my own, to have my moments. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So I know for me personally, I'm one of those, I, I'm, I'm more of those creative types Uh, But I tend to find myself getting in situations where it's like there's just so much that I want to do and having trying to find find that time to like narrow down on one thing uh, and just focus on it. So I guess in a sense, like I consider myself to be very organized when I do focus on something. But in a sense, I'm kind of ADHD in the fact that like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this and that and this and that. but in order for something to flourish, you have to put extra time into that one particular thing. Do either of you run into that issue? Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you build or you create multiple things, because, you know, like, it's like, okay, which one do I put my focus into now? Because <laughs> you don't want to just put, you know, you can put some things on the back burner, but you don't want to just completely neglect your other creations. So, like, sometimes you just have to make time for both, you know. So, it's like you can't run into that. Okay, you don't, man, then you don't want to become, like, the jack of all trades, but the master of none kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, what would you say the biggest obstacle to, like, for you right now, Mahogany, you've got your trucking company. Are you still riding as well? Um. Yeah, I I do like for, you know, personal reasons, but I haven't um, written one this year. Like I wrote my last book last year. Oh, okay. All right. So for you, what would you say has been the biggest obstacle? Uh Oh, we lost mahogany. Okay. Well, hopefully she'll come back to us. Um, (laughs) So Jessica, um, we're going to change it the gears a little bit. So you're an advocate for the youth. And whatnot. So, do you have any particular organizations that you're a part of uh, that you know support your interest in regards to the youth? Uh, one of the biggest ones is Casa. So, um, it's an organization that deals with youth who are in foster homes or are incarcerated. Um, and basically, as a Casa, you are a court a court appointed special advocate. And so you actually go and you go to court with children who have court dates and you literally become like their one-on-one voice. And so a lot of times you are going to the on to the judge or you're going to court on their behalf to fight for things that the child needs. Sometimes it's something super basic like, hey, this, this kid is in foster care and they don't fit any of their clothing and they need some new clothes. And mm-hmm. so you might go to the judge and say, hey, we need funding for this. Or it might be something bigger, like this child is on a medication that makes them sleep all day and they're failing all their classes because the medication is too strong and they're sleeping through their classes. And so it's really just taking a special interest in children um, and making sure that they're set up to um, succeed and that they don't fail. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. So 
how much time does that take out of your week to you know put towards that a lot <laughs> it is very time consuming because even though you only spend a certain amount of time with the kids you're, a lot of the time is spent researching, trying to figure out what's best, making phone calls um, and that kind of thing. And I also just got licensed to be a foster parent. So between- Oh, congrats. Thank you. So between all of those things, it's like, it's a lot of moving pieces. So I definitely understand when you said like, you know, you got a lot of different things and you want to like it, when you're a creative and when you're passionate about something, you want to, you know, have all of these you want to give your all to everything, but realistically, right. it's like there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's like, okay, I have to work a full-time job to pay the bills, but I also want to do this and this and this and this. So yeah. like, I have a room in my house that is just dedicated to all of my crafting. Like, because I paint, um, I make t-shirts. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm always crafting and, and creating stuff and whatnot. So that's what I, I, I really enjoy doing. But then I also, you know, I have two podcasts uh, right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I also am working on with this uh, online radio station that's up and coming as well. So I, I've got a lot going on. Plus, I've got two teenage kids that are very active yeah. <laughs> as well. So and there's only one of me. <laughs> But there's a whole lot that has to be done. So I know sometimes when we go ahead and set our sights on a particular goal, um, it's sometimes it's not easy to achieve. Sometimes it doesn't work the way that we want it to work out. So can you, you know, share an instance for you where there was something that you were working towards that just didn't work out the way that you had, had planned? Oh, and before you start, I believe Mahogany's back. There she is. Thank Welcome you. back. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh. Welcome back. All right. Yeah. Uh, my phone just closed out. Right? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> well, uh, Jessica's about to share with us an instance where, you know, she was working towards a goal. It wasn't working out the way that she planned. And how did you bounce back from that, Jessica? I, I mean, I feel like I could share so many things. <laughs> I feel like any, like, in order to, be successful in anything you have to try try different things and you have to fail so i've had many instances where um even before i created my podcast i i you know i was like oh i want to do like this show and i kind of want to interview people but i didn't i didn't do a lot of research and it was just kind of like let's just do this and let's just record and it just kind of crashed and burned before it ever became anything mm -hmm. and i spent a lot of time doing it but what i realized was that i didn't one it wasn't um i didn't have any organization to it i didn't have any like actual plan it was just kind of let's go and i'm sure okay. you know as having like two podcasts you have to be so organized and you have yes. to like have everything set in motion, <laughs> it is a lot of work. And so for me, when that happened, it did kind of hurt a little bit. I was like, dang, like, I thought this was a good idea. Why is it not, you know, mm -hmm. why didn't it become what I thought it was going to be? Um, and it's kind of like the, you know, the lick your wounds moment where you're like, okay, like that kind of hurt, but I'm still going to pursue something else. And I, I don't know who I was listening to, but somebody said, they were like, you know, in order to succeed, you have to have failed a lot. Because you have yeah. to kind of have tried something and realize, hey, this isn't the thing. Let me try this. Or this isn't the thing. And let me try that. So that's, you know, that was one instance for me, for sure. 
Oh, wow. Definitely. I can definitely relate to that. Awesome. What about you, Mahogany? Now, I know like just starting a trucking company wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to start a trucking company and boom, you know, it's up and running and whatnot. So like what kind of obstacles did you find yourself running into? And on top of that, not only do you start your own trucking company at the tender age of 21, but you are a young black female business owner as well. So that's significant also. So what kind of obstacles did you run into? Well, yeah, so the obstacle that I ran into, definitely um, I can relate to what she was saying with how when you try something and then you're wondering, like, why is it not going, you know what I mean, the way it's supposed to go or the way you think it should go because this is the way, you know, you planned it. So I faced a lot of, um, I will say a lot of, like, random blockages with starting the business. It was like... So I started it up, you know, I, I came up with the idea. My dad gave me the idea because he drives trucks. And, um, you know, right now it's just me. So I'm, I don't have a husband. I don't have a family yet. So he told me it was the perfect time to basically, you know, start it because it takes a lot. You got to put a lot into it anyway, especially financially. So, you know, I started it. I went and got my first truck. And then it was like, okay, I had to come up with, you know, where was the truck going to go? So I had to come up with a plan with who to lease it under. Then I came up with that. Then it was hard to even just get a driver in the truck. It was like drivers would, um, you know, they would find a driver. The company that I leased under, I actually ran into someone. I got lucky enough to run into someone that helped me get drivers. I ran into these different drivers and it just wasn't working. It was almost like a driver couldn't even get to the truck. <laughs> so like wow. I was right. I went through like five people before one actually got to the truck. Then when he got to the truck, he was a bad driver. Like he just ended up leaving my truck at the free truck stop. Somebody backed into it and I had to get it fixed where it was at. And then I had to I had to pay someone to even just take it to the shop so it can be fixed. Oh so it was goodness. like <laughs> Yeah, it was like, why is this? It was just so much. If it wasn't one thing, it was another thing. If it wasn't one thing, it was another thing. Then the truck had this deficiency that I had to fix, too, that was in there. So at this point, you know, it's becoming a money pit. It's just like, just take it wow. So, I mean, at that point, I would imagine a lot of folks would be like, okay, I'm just throwing the towel, just sell the truck, and leave it alone. Right, but... What well, made you want to keep going? Because, you know, I don't start it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't start it then. I don't... Um, you know, told people, and you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, well, I can't just give it up, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody, ain't nobody else gonna forget. Everybody's gonna be like, so what's going on? Yeah, I can't be know. like, oh, oh, I just made it go. <laughs> like, you know? So, and then it's like, you know, you gotta trust the process. So, it could have been worse. I had to keep thinking like that. It could be worse. Because it could have been worse. It could have been much worse. could have been total. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. I had to think about it like that. Like, I still got it. So let me work with it, you know? True. Well, that's one thing I can say about the two of you. You both have a very ambitious and optimistic attitude. And right. I think that has definitely taken the two of you a long way. So, like, what if you were to give advice to somebody? Let's say somebody, you know, came to you and they needed some advice. They say, hey, there's this project that I want to start on, but I'm not really sure where to start, start, it, start at or whatnot. What advice can you give to somebody who has their eyes set on the prize, but is kind of hesitant about, you know, jumping both feet in? 
Um, I think for me, I would let them know that you need to find somebody who's doing what you're doing, not to copy, not to copy or duplicate them, but to kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm big on not like reinventing the wheels. So it's like, if there's somebody who is in your life, who is doing what you want to do, reach out to them. You know, when I started podcasting, I would join podcast groups on Facebook and you know, like, like, ask questions like, Hey, what kind of microphone do you guys use? What kind of camera, you know, just asking that. And then, you know, kind of finding even like a mentor or somebody who's in a similar field as you, I think really will help you go a long way. And then on the emotional side, like if you know that it's something that you are called to do, don't let the first hiccup be a sign that you're not supposed to be doing that. Um, I think so often we can feel like, you know, oh, well, if this was supposed to happen, it would have happened by now or it would have been easier or all these things happen. And sometimes we look for a way out in our mind when we find ourselves in deep and we're like, oh, this is more than I thought it would be. But right. my encouragement would be to keep going as long as you know it's what you're supposed to be doing. And don't be afraid to step back and tweak it and say, hey, I'm going to do it like this, but maybe let me try this route. And let me try this. And if one door is closed, try another door because it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to do it. It just means you got to find your lane and figure out your specific way um, that how it's supposed to be done. Oh, definitely. I, oh, that's very good advice. Right. Okay. Well, what you got, Mahogany? You got to piggyback off of that. No, they, yeah, she pretty much covered it. Like, she literally explained the feeling, the emotions that you, um, you get with starting, you know, and, and building. It, those were the same emotions I was going through, and it was like, it was not easy. Like, I was looking at myself like, why did I come up with this bright idea? <laughs> like, at some point, I was like, man, oh my goodness. But it was like, I don't, you know, I was thinking that too, like, dang, okay, it should have been like this by now, you know? And But I was like, what's going on? And then I was thinking too, you know what they say sometimes, you know, anything that's worth it just doesn't come easy. So yeah. I figured maybe it just didn't come easy for me because it was, it was me. Like maybe I had to learn some things and maybe I had to go through those things to, I guess, appreciate it more or to, you know, basically slow down or, you know, make sure I cross all my T's and I dot all my I's and make sure I know what I'm getting myself into, make sure I have a better plan, you know, make sure I have all of that. So I did kind of get into it pretty fast. <laughs> so <laughs> I suppose, you know, maybe that's why I had such a hard time. So I would say if, you know, if someone asks for advice, I would definitely say you definitely do got to try multiple things before you figure out okay this is what I wanted to do because that's what happened I I was looking at a bunch of different stuff you know what I mean I just got inspired mm -hmm. one day and I woke up and I was like you know there's got to be more to life than this then and she also mentioned too where you know giving yourself to folks and it's just like you know you're just giving you're just there and you're not really receiving you're more, you're more on the gifting side of things you're not really receiving yeah. so that that too alone kind of um you know brought a lot of passion out of me too for things that I felt would be well that would matter more you know something something that mattered or something that I built that was it came from me you know what I mean and I could look at it like this is this is something that I created 
from the ground up. This is like I put my, you know, my tears into this, my emotions into this. And I know they say, you know, you don't do emotions with business, but when you building it, like that's your baby. My emotions are in this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was like, and it was something better than just being, just having negative thoughts and looking at why didn't this happen or why did this work out? It was better than just doing that. It was better than being down on myself. It was better than feeling sorry for myself. It was better. It was better than doing that. It was like, okay, this is expansion. This is new beginnings. This is a different level. You don't know the people that you're going to meet, the people that you're going to help, all of that. So, you know, it's, you know, it's different. It, wow. it gives you a lot to think about and it makes you more appreciative for more, to, more of, you know, other things because sometimes you don't appreciate the small things. You know, you gotta mm -hmm. also, to, that's the advice I would give to definitely right. appreciate all the good things that's going on because even though it might be, it might not be going the way you thought it should go, there's still so much good going on. You have to not lose sight of that because when you lose sight of that and you just focus on what's wrong, more wrong starts to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we don't want that. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, ladies, it has been a pleasure having the two of you on tonight's episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. We have a entrepreneur in both of you, all right, out there doing big things, boss ladies making boss moves. I'm loving it. And like I said, when I grow up, I want to be just like the two of you. All right. So y'all keep doing what you do. Thank you so much for coming on. And y'all don't be a stranger. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share Girl Talk with Miss Yak on YouTube, iHeart, Spreaker, all your streaming platforms.